0: Good afternoon. Good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty360. I hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you back to another episode of our Loyalty360 Leaders and Customer Loyalty Series. In this series, we talk to the brand leaders about what they're seeing on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Justin Weinstein. He is the Senior Director of Customer Experience at Giant Eagle. Uh, Giant Eagle operates more than 400 retail stores and locations, and they have over 32 1000 team members. So they are a uh, predominant uh, Midwest uh, grocery chain would do a lot of very unique things around customer experience and customer loyalty. So I'm looking forward to the talk. How are you today,
1: Justin? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Mark.
0: Absolutely. First off, uh, can you tell us a little about yourself uh, and all that you do at Giant Eagle?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I've been in the retail industry for, uh, for over five years at this point. Uh, I've been at Giant Eagle for a little, um, little less than three years uh, and have really spent my time in the customer space, at really the intersection of marketing, data, analytics, and, and loyalty. Uh, I, I joined Giant Eagle within our e-commerce and digital team uh, to really lead the charge around us rethinking our product teams um, and bringing a lot of innovation as it relates to an, an agile mindset to Giant Eagle's digital platform. And for the past, call it 18 or so months, have been on the journey to really elevate the level of personalization that we're doing within the business um, to bring research and customer experience and loyalty and marketing technology really together within a cross-functional team that aims to really innovate across many of the touch points that we have as as a broader business.
0: Okay. When you look at Giant Eagle, uh, for those who may not be familiar with Giant Eagle, can you give us a short history of Giant Eagle, kind of what you guys do and how you do it?
1: Yeah, for sure. So we are a 90-year-old family-owned and operated food, drug, and fuel retailer. We operate in five states, Pennsylvania, Ohio, West Virginia, Maryland, and Indiana. And we're a values-driven company uh, with a really storied history and innovation uh, particularly within the loyalty space, um, and we operate uh, what are really two primary businesses. Uh, we have a, a big box format with, uh, with Giant Eagle and Market District uh, with a really strong supporting pharmacy offering there, as well as e-commerce offering, and then we also have a, a C-store business called Gecko uh, that has grown uh, by leaps and bounds over, over the last few years. Okay,
0: interesting. Uh, the My Perks program, the loyalty program, you recently uh, kind of rolled that out uh, over the, the last uh, few months in several markets. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how it came to be?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, we've, as a company, have, have really been on a journey to innovate around loyalty for a long time at this point. And just for historical context, we originally uh, launched our loyalty program of Fuel Perks almost 20 years ago um, at this point. And there were a few things that really came together that put Giant Eagle on the path to be a leader within the loyalty space. The first was a really simple decision, which was to involve, which was to install scanners within our stores. Um, that led to a loyalty card, and that loyalty card led to a tremendous amount of data. That led to the realization that there's a real uh, opportunity to start to drive at that point, transactional loyalty across a big box grocery uh, format and what was an emerging C-store and and fuel business within the company. And over the past 20 years, loyalty has really enabled the acceleration of multiple big businesses within Giant Eagle. Everything from the C-store business that today has over 270 locations uh, some of which are actually not adjacent to uh, to a giant eagle at this point, um, as well as a massive gift card business that was really unlocked through um, the, the richness of our loyalty offering and the engagement that we've been able to drive with customers. And MyPerks represents what we see as the next step from a loyalty perspective. And the genesis behind MyPerks was how do we deliver and create a program that drives really easy savings for our customers and delivers more perks in a more personalized way. And when we say perks, it's both the currency, but it's also a benefit set in terms of why a customer would shop within the Giant Eagle ecosystem. And as we look at what MyPerks is really about, it's about bringing, for example, the first tiered loyalty program to a major U.S. Uh, grocery retailer in the country Uh, that's something that we see as being a big unlock for us in terms of being able to drive uh, both transactional as well as emotional loyalty with our customers it's a really strong lean into personalization Um, and it's a move towards a dollars-based currency which is something that um, in the spirit of wanting to be there for our customers um, and, and guests and team members has been something we've been thinking a lot about, which is how do we create a program that provides more immediate savings to our customers? And all of the work we've done around MyPerks has really been in in that vein.
0: Okay. I know you spent a, a lot of time researching the program, looking at other programs, uh, kind of adding value. What were you trying to do uh, with that research and kind of what came out of all that research that you did?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And, and we did, we spent months at the onset of this project talking to our team members first. um, And team members play an incredibly important role in our company and how we think about innovation, uh, as well as talking to our customers. And really, the goal of that research was to listen and understand. And we wanted to listen and understand this was right at the point when the pandemic was beginning. What are the things that are working really well about our existing Fuel Perks Plus program? and what are the things that customers ultimately would want to see differently out of that program. And that body of research really led us to say, we think that we have an opportunity to create a program that accelerates the speed with which customers can save, that brings more personalized benefits into the fold, that reduces some of the rules and regulations around the program, um, and that ultimately moves towards a program that has less math for our customers. Um, And it really does not require um, customers to be optimizing across if I'm redeeming within the supermarket or I'm redeeming within uh, the C store. um, But to be able to say a dollar is a dollar, I can rely on it. And for that reason, I can rely on Giant Eagle. And that was a big insight that came out of the research and something that uh, was really a big driving force behind our work with MyPerks.
0: But I think it's interesting uh, the way you put that, right? Less math for your customers, because there's an inherent complexity with customer loyalty programs now. uh, And the simplicity is, is what everyone wants, right? Easy to understand, create... If it's 10 hotel stays, it's 10 hotel stays. You know, if you have kind of a, a more complex program, you have to really make it simple. And your program is different than most grocery programs who who may offer, you know, tiered pricing for product driven by the, the you know, the, the, uh, the CPG companies or you may have a fuel program. I mean, you your point structure is different. You can redeem more points. It's always been kind of more robust, but making it simple to understand is 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 key, right? And I love that phrase, less math for your customers. That's um, that's that's quite unique. Um, yeah, great. Yeah, so when you talked about your program, kind of touch on a little bit, uh, it kind of, it's very unique for a, gr- a grocer program, right? Because you have a currency and you have the fuel piece now combined. Can you talk a little bit about how that's different in, in the, uh, the competitive landscape?
1: Yeah, for sure. So we, for, for the past bunch of years, I think have really been working towards building a true loyalty currency. And I think we are to that maturity level where we have a loyalty currency, where customers are able to earn, whether they're buying gift cards, whether they're buying groceries, whether they are filling scripts in our pharmacy or whether they're buying groceries, whether they're uh, fueling up their tanks. And one of the keys unlocks that we've seen is really being able to give customers the choice in terms of where they then go and redeem those perks. And that, that has been something that, as we've really unlocked the ability to earn across the entire ecosystem, as well as redeem across the entire ecosystem, it's been a tremendous unlock for us as a business. And my perks really looks to be able to say, we're going to really lean even further into enabling customers to earn more perks across this entire ecosystem that we're offering. Um, and to be able to put that in dollar terms that can be redeemed, whether you're standing in the supermarket or whether you're at the pump or, or getting great fresh food within, uh, within our Gecko uh, convenience offering. And as we think about the layering that can take place from that, that's really the core. And then from there, you start to think about what are the types of personalized benefits that can overlay that? How do you create really fun gamified experiences that, um, that, that can sit on top of that base currency? And then from there, you start to think about those elements around um, more longitudinal customer change. I think TIERS is a great example of that, where you're really trying to drive that longer term behavior and say to those best customers of yours, uh, we value you um, and we want to create an experience that's even more rewarding for those customers that choose us every day and every week. Uh, and those are some of the mechanical elements of the program um, that have that have really evolved over the past um, both six months as well as really the past three years.
0: Well, that's great to hear as well. And I think uh, just how flexible you, you're making the program and encouraging redemption, right? Because I think what we've seen is, especially during COVID is that the more often a customer redeems and the earlier you can get them to redeem the program, the more engaged they will be, right? It doesn't have to be you know a trip to Tahiti uh, that they're shooting for. It could be a free candy bar or, you know, yeah. a, some sort of surprise and delight that really engages them. So, uh, and and creating that flexibility to allow that, it it just drives that emotional engagement. It drives, as you mentioned, gamification. It it really drives that kind of uh, uniqueness and uh, kind of the relevancy for the customer. It's great to hear. So when you look at personalization, personalization is is, a, is another very uh, germane topic that we're uh, seeing hearing a lot more about. You know, it's very important in the Perks program, and it works you know very successfully. You know, what are you doing to accomplish that, and and how are you measuring that?
1: Yeah, it's a great question, and and we really see personalization as a journey um, that that we've been on for some time that has both a really strong customer experience angle to it but also a really strong data and, and infrastructure component to it. Because to be able to deliver personalization at scale requires a lot of investment um, uh, from a technology perspective and a, uh, and a rigor perspective around our infrastructure. And as, we've, as we think about how personalization has really come to life within MyPerks, one of the, the hallmark ways that we've done that is through um, a, an offering that we have to customers called Perks Challenges. And perks challenges um, are one-to-one personalized journeys that we take customers on uh, that reward them for doing everyday things with us, whether it's category engagement, whether it's filling up at gecko, whether it's buying gift cards, whether it's coming in a few weeks in a row, all of those things um, are, are leading customers to be able to really supercharge and boost their perk earning power. And the combination of being able to take that type of capability that we're deploying across channels uh, within our app, within email, push notifications, et cetera, uh, and then being able to couple that with a loyalty currency that customers really see value in. And again, to our earlier conversation around not needing to do the math for them to really easily be able to see the value that they're going to get by taking those actions, it's been an incredibly powerful proposition for us and something that we're we're really excited about.
0: Well, and and obviously getting those personalized challenges, the one-on-one challenges gets you the opportunity to get zero party data. And just with everything changing right now, third party data is kind of going the way of the dodo bird right now. Yep changes with cookies and Google, which is a good thing, I think, for privacy, of the customers, it really pushes the value of customer loyalty in, in, in its depth, right? Because the more uh, kind, of a, a kind of a strong, stronger the relationship you have with the customer is more important than getting that zero-party data, finding what drives them, what drives them to take challenges or engage the brand, you can really leverage uh, in, in a unique way. And it sounds like you're doing a lot around that.
1: Yeah, I think that is absolutely true, Mark. And as we think about how do you create that two-way dialogue with the customer? I think that is really at the core of what we're trying to do. And a decision by a customer to take part in a challenge or not take part in a challenge, to take on those actions that, uh, that they're needed to do in order to get, uh, to get the reward. All of that is tremendous data for us um, and really enhances our ability to understand that customer. Um, and engage them in the ways that they want to be engaged, whether it's channel, whether it's reward type, whether it's the type of challenge that uh, that, that they're participating in or not participating in. Uh, that's a treasure trove of, of value for us in terms of being able to better engage with our customers.
0: Absolutely, that's great. Emotional loyalty, uh, obviously food uh, and everything we went through COVID is very important. The family having the right food, uh, creating uh, an ability to pick it up online and, and, and order online, pick up a store, a lot of transition there. Uh, so you, emotional loyalty is very important, I would think, to the grocery industry. W- what does, uh, you know, emotional loyalty mean to you and your brand? And how do you measure that as well?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And, you know, I mentioned earlier that we're, we're a values driven company. And those values have really led us over a period of many years. But this last year, in light of, in light of the COVID-19 pandemic, I think has really um, elevated um, external to our company, those, those elements. Our, our commitment to safety is something that has been core to, to Giant Eagle for a long time. That's come to be, a I think, a really valued part of why customers and team members value um, shopping and working at Giant Eagle. Uh, when we think about the role of food and the role of family, um, that is another piece that has really driven uh, driven our brand uh, forward and the experience that, uh, that that we're able to offer. Um, and then uh, being a brand that's willing to take a stand uh, and walk the walk as it relates to our values and, uh, and the role that we see within the community. All of those things have created uh, a lot of emotional loyalty uh, with our customers that, um, that that we've been able to measure both in uh, both in the quantitative ways and the qualitative ways. Uh, it's wow. the stories that you hear and what you see on social media um, that is uh, perhaps the most valuable indicators of, of what you're driving towards and in, in the role that we're playing as a business. Uh, and then it's also about brand perception tracking uh, and being able to take a more quantitative look at uh, at. How our customers see us how the market sees us um, and uh, emotional loyalty um, as I think this conversation helps bring to light uh, we don't see that as just a part of the loyalty program that's that's what we do every day in terms of, of who we are and what we offer
0: absolutely. Uh emotional loyalty can be a good thing or a bad thing or sometimes somewhere in between uh, because it can have kind of raised expectations uh, for the brand from a customer experience, customer loyalty. You talked about that two way dialogue. Um, is it a good thing or a bad thing or somewhere in the middle?
1: I think it's a good thing. Um, and I think that uh, emotional loyalty comes when you're able to build a relationship. And building that relationship, whether it's generational relationship, and we have many customers who their parents and their grandparents shopped at Giant Eagle, uh, and that creates a sense of emotional loyalty, Um, all the way through to really being there for customers, uh, and being there for our team members um, in ways that do create that relationship, whether it's a relationship with someone in a specific department within our store, uh, whether it's a relationship with our loyalty program, um, and... That, uh, that, that common sight that we see on social media of a customer taking a picture of their savings um, and, and what they were able to get out of the program and how it helped them and their and their family. Um, all of those things add up in my mind to building that relationship uh, and building that emotional connection. And I think as, as much as brands can do that today and as much as we can do that today, uh, the stronger um, our, our future is.
0: Absolutely. Um, when you look about uh, look at customers, obviously they're they're very fluid right now. They're changing expectations, how they're engaging, short intention span, potentially. Uh, you know, how do you feel your customers are changing, and how are you adapting that? Maybe pre COVID and during COVID, and maybe post. You know, how, how what are you seeing, and how are you adapting?
1: So I think there's there's some really big and obvious changes that that are taking place. Um, the, the first of which is, and this has been accelerated, but, but definitely predates COVID, is the move to digital. And that move to digital is not just e-commerce. It's the way in which brands are able to engage with their customers. And we've been on that journey really since the day I, I arrived at Giant Eagle um, to think about what is that journey and how is it digitally enabled and how does digital become um, that, that way to ease customers through the shopping experience and engage them more deeply. And so digital engagement and the expectations around digital, I think, have changed tremendously. The overlay of e-commerce, the growth of e-commerce within the grocery space uh, has been huge uh, within our business and across the industry. And so that, that's one major change. And I think it's changed customer expectations and behaviors in a lot of ways uh, that are going to be long lasting. The other way that that I think um, uh, customers have changed, and and I think all of us can relate to this, is the role of food and our habits around food have changed um, so much over over the last year. And as we've seen, uh, people my age, for example, cooking far more uh, than uh, than they ever have before, um, and. We think that that really has, when will have lasting impacts within uh, within our business because we're in a position to be able to offer great fresh food and meal solutions for customers that um, service their needs uh, whether they're on the go or whether they're looking to cook that Friday night dinner, and that is a behavioral shift that we have absolutely seen. Uh, over over the last year that has been been really meaningful. And we've been really working to find those ways to be there for our customers and be solutions oriented for them uh, as as we think about both the digital transformation that we're seeing as well as um, as well as the food revolution that I think we're seeing in a lot of kitchens across our markets and across the country.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Definitely in seeing more convenience-based items. Uh, I, I wish we would still continue to see uh, kind of a health trend in this country. I, I don't think we're there yet. I think we're still going the other way, but uh, it's good to hear that I think convenience, you can do that. You can start pushing you know, healthier food and, and use the loyalty program to do that. I think that's, uh, you guys are in a good position to do that. So well, it's great to hear that the, that convenience and the food offering is changing for sure. W- when you look at you know, the customer loyalty, customer experience efforts you have, how, how do you measure some of the efficacy? What KPIs do you and your team use?
1: Yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. And it's one that I think we're, we're always pressure testing in terms of, do we really have the right measures? And do we have that right blend of both short-term and long-term objectives that we're trying to get, um, from a, from a more short, short-term perspective, we're looking at engagement with the program. Uh, we're looking at how often our customers redeeming, uh, what is the, um, What's the level of earning that's taking place or customers taking advantage and engaging with us across channels and across these different earning opportunities that are completely new. Um, and so the engagement piece is really critical for us. Then on the other side, long-term value is something that I think all brands are, are on a perpetual pursuit to really try to understand and measure. Uh, and we're on that journey as well. Uh, and, and being able to really understand How are you driving that longitudinal behavior change with customers, Uh, whether it's over a period of six months, uh, whether it's over a period of 10 years? um, How do we start to measure that? Um, That is something that we have been spending a lot of time and energy against. Um, And I think that right blend of understanding, how are you driving engagement with the offerings that we're bringing to market? What ROI do those things ultimately have in terms of, of sales and units? And then most importantly, how do those activities really lead to a growth in long-term value, which I see as being directly tied to that relationship that we talked about earlier. Um, th- those are the big three areas of KPIs that, uh, that, that we're tracking today.
0: Excellent. And uh, uh, what do you think is the next big thing for customer loyalty or customer experience?
1: So I think there's a few things um, that that are thematic that that we're thinking about and that I think are happening across uh, across industries. I think one is uh, a move towards simplicity and transparency uh, is something that I think uh, customers are more and more uh, wanting um, and demanding um, of brands, uh, and that is something that uh, that we're very uh, clued into as it relates to my perks, but also a lot of the experience offerings that that we're trying to bring to market. Um, I think that being a purpose-driven brand uh, and being able to take, for example, loyalty offering and think about how community becomes an underpinning to that platform um, is something that that I see having a lot of relevance um, and, and a way that loyalty programs like ours are gonna continue to lean into in the future. Um, and then I think the digital connectivity and the social element of um, how do you really come together, whether it's around really simple things like list building, um, but also around more, um, more complex things um, like being able um, to share in loyalty uh, points and transfer those across families um, and engage across different product offerings uh, that, that I think is really upping the bar in terms of what we as retailers need to be able to offer uh, and be able to connect not only our customers to to each other and to their families, uh, but also be able to connect what we're doing to those customers with our team members and with the community to really create that flywheel that has a has a positive societal impact.
0: That's awesome. And the last question I have for you is: What can Loyalty Three Hundred and Sixty do as a trade association for the industry community for the industry? You know, help you in your customer loyalty efforts.
1: So I think you you guys have been been very valuable to us uh, in in a few ways uh, that I that I think will continue to um, to really inform and and help us evolve our thinking and in our approaches. I think one is the conversation um, and as we look across industries, there's a lot of themes that are consistent and there's a lot of things that are specific to different industries. Being able to have that view into what's happening more broadly uh, is something that I think Oil 360 is uniquely positioned to help, uh, uh, to help retailers like us and brands like us go and do. Uh, and then I think the second thing is um, having that pulse on what's happening, whether it's in the technology service provider space Uh, whether it's in the marketing technology space, uh, whether it's in personalization or whether it's things that are happening internationally from from a loyalty perspective, um, having that insight is is something that's very valuable for for brands like ours that are looking to uh, not only benchmark, but looking to really learn and understand from the dynamics that are unfolding across industries, across continents um, and, uh, and across different customer segments.
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you for that, for sure. And, and and Justin, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us about uh, the program, and some of the enhancements you made, and just uh, your unique perspective on you know keeping it fresh, keeping it uh, very focused on the customer, and and you know adding the technologies and features, and uh, you know the, the applicability to drive it uh, into the next uh, few years. It's great to hear.
1: Awesome. It's been great to be with you today, Mark. Absolutely. Thanks.
0: Thanks for everyone for listening, and join back soon. Have a wonderful day.